Hello and welcome to the Life Church Audio Podcast. We hope that you find these messages encouraging, life-giving, and ultimately get you closer to Jesus. Enjoy the message. Hey Life Church, I'm so glad that you joined us again today. Today we want to wake up faith in the life of believers again. Today there are many people who are living with a sense of hopelessness. A sense of it's not working, it's not worth it, it's not fair, I quit, I give up, I give in, I throw in the towel. I can't take it anymore. A sense of profound despair and especially during the day that we are living in, things are changing on a daily basis. And it's hard on many people. I've had calls, probably more calls this week than many other weeks, just about people that want to give up. Telling me how they are struggling mentally with all the changes. Now this might not make uh, sense to you. This might not be something that means a lot to you. And you might think that they are wrong in their thinking. For even thinking in the direction what they are thinking. But to them it's very real. And they are experiencing a lot of pressure and anxiety. We have homes that are divided regarding vaccine passports. We have homes that are divided about mask mandates and what they do and what they do not do and what they achieve by wearing them and what we don't achieve by wearing them. And the problem is that there is absolutely no form of absolute truth, current truth in the world today that we can stand on. Nothing concrete to stand on. Nothing we can say that trumps any argument because I can give you the studies of whatever you show me that will prove the exact opposite of the study you just showed me. There's a lot of confusion. There's fogginess. There's uncertainty. But it should not be so for us who believe in Jesus Christ. We should be different. Church, we should be different. And as I said before, the world should look at us and come to us and ask, Why are you not consumed by the anxiety of the rest of the world, what the rest of the world is facing around you? And they should put a magnifying glass to us to examine us, to determine why our lives are different. And what they should see in us is they should see our lives are different because God's in it. God, who's greater than everything. And any situation and any circumstance and any pressure and any problem, the God who is above all things, He's active in our lives. Church, hear me. Don't quit. Don't give up. Don't give in. Rather, wake up. Wake up your faith. Wake up to God's principles because God's principles work. I want to say again. Wake up your faith. I'm calling the church to wake up to the faith that we have in God. Now, the people in the book of Hebrews, the people that the author was writing to, they were also on the verge of quitting. Quitting the faith, going back to the world. They didn't think that this Christian thing was worth it anymore. It just wasn't working out for them anymore. It was getting too hard Um, To be different than the world. And like some of you who are listening today who may look the part. But the truth be told, it's not working for you right now. So that leads the author to discuss an awesome concept in Hebrews 11. 
And what leads him to discuss this concept is summarized in chapter 10 and beginning at verse 35. It says the following. Therefore, do not throw away your confidence, which has a great reward. For you have need for endurance, so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. For yet in a little while, he who is coming will come, and he will not delay. But my righteous one shall live by faith, and if he shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who shrink back to destruction, but we are of those who have faith to the the preserving of the soul. So he says, listen, I'm writing, I'm writing you so that you don't throw in the towel for endurance. And then he throws out a very big statement. He says, for the righteous shall live by faith. Okay. He's saying whatever faith is, and we're going to talk about what faith is. We're going to talk about what faith is for us as believers. Whatever faith is, it's supposed to be a lifestyle, not just an event. He says, the righteous shall live by faith. In other words, whatever faith is, which we will define, is how you should live. That should be your normal. You should be someone who has a faith filled life it should be how you flow it should be your normal faith is not a concept you visit something you suddenly need to draw on faith is a lifestyle you possess because the righteous shall live by faith we want the lifestyle of the rich and famous he says no 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 we should desire and have the lifestyle of the righteous walking by faith. The righteous. Those who are in right standing with God will live by faith. That brings us back again to our issue of lordship that we spoke about last week. Lordship. He says in Luke 6, how do you call me Lord, Lord, but you do not do what I say? See, we are the righteous of God in Christ Jesus because of Jesus. We are saved because of Jesus, not of our works. But the Lord issue in our life is based on lifestyle. How we live, that solves the Lord issue. When was the last time you said, I want a lifestyle of faith. I want to live by faith. That's like my passion. That's my desire. For some of us, never. We've never even heard that that, that is how we are to live. Listen to me, church. You want to navigate this time we are living in and see God's victories? Wake up to a lifestyle of faith. That means solve the Lord issue in your life once and for all. I will live your way. And if you're not living by faith, you may be saved, but you still have a Lord issue because that's how the righteous is supposed to live. The righteous say, even though I don't understand at all, even though I think I know better and my opinion about life and situations and changes might be different than yours, Lord, I will lay down my opinion and I will follow your ways. And the righteous, we learn, 
are to live by whatever faith is. Oh boy. They, the ones who live by whatever faith is, there's a promise for them. They, they get to experience God in action. That's what he says. He says, you get to experience God fulfilling his word in your life. So that means we've got to ask the question. And every single one of you listening, you have to ask this question to yourself. This is a personal question that only you can answer. Am I living by faith? Because if I'm not living by faith, that means that I am not experiencing God in my circumstances. But that also raises the question then, for many of you trying to figure out, am I living a life by faith? It raises the question, what is faith? And how does it work? So let's begin to consider a little bit about the nature of faith. Now in Romans 10, 17, it says, um, it says, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Now, that's a very important principle. We've spoken about this in the past. How do we get faith? Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Faith is used in the Bible as it is used in the Bible. is always used in reference to meaning the word of God. Every single chance or every single time you see faith in the Bible, it means faith in the word of God. Everything else changes but not God's word. Biblical faith has only one focus. I want to say this again. Biblical faith has only one focus. God's word. Not the pastor, not the preacher, not the worship team, not a different book. God's word. You see, we can say in contemporary English, I have great faith in my doctor. Or I have faith in a political party. Or I have faith in a certain kind of medicine or in a diet. And that's legitimate. There's nothing wrong with using those words. But it's not the scriptural use of faith. Faith in the Bible is always based on the word of God. Anything that is not based on the word of God is not biblical faith. So I want you to have the clarity. Am I living a life of faith? To be clear, faith based on the word of God. Nothing else. Now Hebrews 11. We have a definition of faith. And I think it's the only word that the Bible actually defines. From what I have found. I can't think of any other word that the Bible defines itself. Right there. So he defines faith for us in Hebrews 11 verse 1. It says faith. He's going to define it for us now. Here is what faith is. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and a sure persuasion regarding things not seen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence or the conviction of things not seen. So first thing to notice, I want you to notice that there is a relationship between faith and hope. Now I've discovered a lot of people have hope when they actually think that they have faith. They have hope. That's not faith. That's hope. 
Faith is here and now. Hope is for the future. Faith is substance. Something so real that it's called substance. Now I want you to, to get this next statement because I believe it can impact your life to bring change. Because of faith, we can have legitimate hope for the future. But any hope that is not based on legitimate faith is just wishful thinking. Are you living a life of faith? I'm going to say these two statements again because it will help you to clarify. To have your own understanding revealed to you if you're living a life by faith. Faith, we can have, because of faith, we can have legitimate hope for the future. But any hope that is not based on legitimate faith is just wishful thinking. Have you held on to wishful thinking and thinking it's faith? Because faith is substance. Faith then must have substance. Faith must have some stuff you can rely on. Faith deals with things that are real, that have not yet penetrated our five senses because we haven't seen it yet. Hope is an expectation about the future. Hope is an expectation of which you have convinced or are convicted about. In other words, you are confident of things even though the things haven't occurred yet. But faith, faith must have substance. Are you living a life of faith? Do you have substance? I must have some stuff that I can rely on. Now, what it means is faith is only as meaningful as the substance to which it is attached. If I've got faith in bad substance, then your faith will be insufficient no matter how much of it you possess. Because the substance you are placing it in isn't much or maybe not real at all. Faith has to do with an expectation in a hope that must involve a substance. So the amount of faith is not tied to how much faith you have. It's tied to how much substance you possess. A little faith in significant substance produces great results. Faith the side of a mustard seed. See, a lot of faith in insufficient substance will produce no results because what makes faith, faith is the substance to which it is attached. To understand faith, you have to look at the substance of the things hoped for. I hope you are getting this. Your faith has to be attached to substance that are sure. Faith is the assurance of the things, the substance hoped for. And it is the evidence of something that your eyes have not seen yet. But because there is substance, you know it will be real. If you want to, um, want, want to grow your faith, don't go on a faith growth hunting spree. Rather, get a better understanding of the substance. This is so key for us as believers this is so key for us to wake up our faith. Go deeper on the substance. Grow your relationship with God. Mature. The surer the substance, the more solid the faith. So to understand faith, you have to look at the substance of the things hoped for. That is, what the object is 
and the evidence of the things not seen. So let me clarify something um, about faith that I think many of us don't understand. Here's what faith is not. Faith is not how you feel. Faith is not necessarily how you feel. You can feel faithless, but be full of faith because of the substance. You can feel full of faith and not have faith because faith is not first and foremost an emotion. It is tied to a substance. doesn't help that you work yourself up to have a whole bunch of faith. Come on, everybody pray. Let's go for it. Let's work up our faith. No. Substance. Who is the faith in? Emotions do not have intellect. Emotions don't think. That's what emotions are. It's how you feel. And feelings shift based on the information received. Man, we have so many people whose feelings are changing daily and weekly based on information received. But faith is tied to an unchanging substance. Faith is tied to substance that is not yet seen or experienced with our five senses. But that you are convinced is real based on the, this is a big part, the integrity of the subject who is calling you to faith. So who is the subject calling for faith? God. Now let me tell you why this sermon and this series for many of you might be the most important one I think that you'll ever hear. In Hebrews 11 verse 6 it says the following, Without faith, it is impossible to please God. <laughs> I want you to get this. Faith is not one of the things you need. It is the key thing you need. If you want to experience God because without it, it says you are displeasing to God. So all of us listening today who don't live by faith, because if you're not living a life of faith, that is displeasing to God. You have to know this. So if you're not living by faith, you are not pleasing God. If you're not pleasing Him, you are displeasing Him. Now, why is God getting all upset about whether I have faith or not? And this is a big deal. Because when you don't exercise faith, what you are doing is you are challenging God's integrity. So let me give you a reminder again. And this is kind of an informal definition of faith. And I hope this will help you to understand. Boiling it down to this, it says the following. Faith is acting like God is telling the truth. I'm going to say it again. Faith is acting like God is telling the truth. It's not a feeling that God is telling the truth. I'm not basing my faith on a feeling that I think maybe God is telling the truth. It's not saying that God is telling the truth. Faith is acting like God is telling the truth. That's why the Bible calls us to walk by faith. It doesn't say talk by faith or feel by faith or even think by faith. He calls us to walk by faith because unless it hits your feet, it's not faith. 
It's an intellectual concept that hasn't mixed with action yet. Therefore, nothing concrete has shown up in your life yet because you might be talking by faith, thinking by faith, but are you walking by faith? Do you have a lifestyle of faith? Do you apply the principles that God has given us by faith? If you want a concrete manifestation of God, then what you believe about God must be married to what you do in your life on a daily basis. God is real. God has power. God has promises. But you won't see it unless you motion it. Unless there's motion to God's principles, you won't see the power of God in your life. No motion means it lies dormant even though it's really there. Faith is acting like it is so even when it is not so in order that it might be so simply because God said so. I love that quote by Tony Evans. Faith is acting like it is so. I'm going to apply God's principles in my life even when it is not yet so. In other words, I don't see it yet. In order that it might be so, that's why I'm doing it. Because God said so. That's a lifestyle of faith. Church, we need to wake up our faith. We need to act like God is who He says He is. Therefore, for us, it means we will apply His principles that we find in the Word because they require faith. Because human logic didn't create them. Grow in your substance, in your knowledge of the substance, in your relationship with God. And then what will happen is your faith will become alive in you. It becomes a lifestyle to you. Obedience, faith, growth. And what then happens is we see God in our lives. And then others will see God in, in our lives. And then we influence the world. This is only week one of our series on faith. And we're going to spend another two weeks on this. I hope you will join us next week again. And I hope for some of you, it is challenging to review your own life to say, am I living by faith? Or am I living by faith when it's convenient from moment to moment? He's calling us to have a lifestyle of it. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for your word. Thank you that your word is truth. And thank you, God, that we have substance. Something that we can always go to to find the same truth that hasn't changed throughout the creation of the world. Your word remains the same. And it is a beautiful truth. Father, I pray that we will live by these truths every single day. And I'm so thankful for your Holy Spirit that lives inside of us. That is our guide for a faithful life. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you guide us, direct us, steer us. But Father, I also want to pray for a desire for every single person listening to this message. To grow in their understanding and in their relationship with you. Because the greater our relationship with the substance, the greater our faith walk will be. I pray this in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Thank you for joining. Hope to see you again. Thank you so much for joining us on the Life Church audio podcast. If this message spoke to you, go ahead and share it with your friends and family. And let's get the Word of God into the lives of more people out there. 
For more information about us, go to thisislifechurch.com. And remember that we can make a difference by loving people.